Hey stranger, welcome to I Think I'm Mentally Unstable, the podcast all about growing up and fucking up, making mistakes and owning them, even if it makes you feel a little bit mentally unstable. This podcast contains 100% oversharing content, so sit back, relax and grab a cuppa while we spill the tea. Hello, hello, welcome back to the second episode of I Think I'm Mentally Unstable. This one's all on the biggest lies and myths you thought about growing up and just general adulting life and things that you just wish you knew when you were younger. This is an interesting one because I put a poll out on Instagram asking people just kind of send in their suggestions and honestly guys you make me cackle like it's actually really comical some of the stuff you've come out with day-to-day stuff yeah I understand but a lot of the other input from some of you genuinely makes me feel so much better and this is why I think it's important to share it because while you're sitting there thinking gosh I'm think I'm so dumb everyone else seems to be going through the exact same thing so you're in for a treat for this episode Um, I'm gonna start with a quick kind of win and woe of the week um because I feel like that's quite important to share some successes, but also mixed in with that spice of reality. Um, because not every day is rainbows and sunshines, and I say this a lot. So my win is, and people will be so proud of me for this, I've been getting up at 6am to go to the gym for 7am. I smash through a workout and I come home ready to start my day at 9. Now i I don't mean to brag, but I'm feeling quite smug about myself. I'm not going to lie to you. I used to kind of look at that um, mentality as, gosh, like you must be so, so successful if you can do that. And it is just such a level of discipline that I just don't think I can show myself sometimes. And because I work for myself, sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm like, "Mm, I could theoretically get up now. But let me just check in with the boss to see when I need to start. And obviously, big boss is me. And I use always give myself a lay-in, which is so, so bad. And I know that you should just be doing it for yourself, not for others. But that is my biggest win. I've been watching the sun rise. And it's so strange because I leave my house and it is friggin' cold. Like, we're talking minus three degrees and it's my hands just turned to icicles I think I like dressed up today specifically looking like I was going to an expedition to the North Pole and I'm usually that type of person that doesn't really like to wake up before the sun rises and I'm so bad like when the sun sets I set I will literally stop working but it's trying to like train yourself into that mentality. So yes, that is my win. And I feel like that's actually also helped my sleeping as well. Waking up earlier then makes me want to go to sleep earlier. So yeah, experiencing some better sleep habits coming in. It's just like just that one small change, just waking up early. It is difficult, but I just like commit to it. And I know that I'm going to feel so much better. So my woe for this week is that I've been experiencing some really bad body dysmorphia and bad body image days. I did share a post about this on the Confidently Anxious account, so I'm sure some of you listening have probably seen me speak about this, but I think I found it quite triggering um, because 
I don't want to be hyper focused on my body, but it's quite hard not to be. And I've been going to the gym and I've been eating more. So I'm in a slight calorie surplus. And obviously there have been such amazing gains from that. I've, you know, I've got my period back. I'm more, I'm healthier, I'm happier. I haven't got as much like hair loss. I'm less tired. I'm more energetic. I'm nicer to people. And I know that I can be just genuinely quite sassy, but I'm a lot nicer now than I was when I was a hangry little bitch. So that's all great and fun, but I do notice that my body's changing and it's hard to grapple against that when you're used to being in a smaller body. And obviously I want to get bigger and I want to look more muscular, but it is still a difficult thing to process. So I was in the gym and this lovely guy who I see a lot in there, he made a comment about my body. He went, oh yeah, you're looking bigger. And I know he wasn't saying it like, oh, you're fat. I know he wasn't saying that. But in my head, that kind of slightly eating disorder voice kind of piped back in and was like, oh yeah, you are fat and frumpy. Like everyone can see it now, blah, blah, blah. And I really had to shut that down. And it was kind of hard dealing with that as a process in my head. But I came across this post um, the account is writers and oh, it's really spoke to my soul because in a nutshell this post said you are not on this earth to be physically attractive there is so much more about you that you're going to leave a legacy about and no one cares if you're pretty or if you're ugly as long as you are a nice person essentially that's the post so I'm always just thinking back to that about I don't care if my body's changing because that is just going to happen and hopefully it will balance out because some days you will feel good about your body and other days you won't and when it comes to weight redistribution especially from an eating disorder background you just have to trust your body knows what it's doing so hopefully next week will be better but you know if anyone else also is experiencing a little bit of body dysmorphia and you're feeling a little bit uncomfortable in your own body I completely relate and I'm not going to sit here and start preaching about oh my god you should so love your body because I don't love my body all the time I just kind of accept it and I feel like acceptance is much easier to achieve than loving it um, because that can feel a bit fake but just know that no one's looking at you or likes you because of your body they care about what you offer how kind you are you know your talent your skill how you make them feel and yeah literally nobody cares other than you which I know is irritating but just remember that the next time you're having one of those bad days it's not the be all and end all and you're probably going to look back on it in like five years and laugh at yourself because you'll realize that actually it really wasn't that deep I also want to say a massive thank you to everybody who listened to the first episode who has sent in such amazing feedback and has been super positive about it I've even had people on LinkedIn in my network reshare posts and really makes me feel positive about what I'm doing so yeah thank you so much for investing that time because it really means a lot and I just want to hug every single one of you because I just wasn't expecting such a great reception. I literally just thought my mum would listen to it, which was absolutely fine. Um, And this just means the world to me because it's been such a passion project and I was always so super scared about starting it and it absolutely flopping. But hearing everyone really enjoy the first episode and be so keen about upcoming ones is just probably my biggest achievement of 2022. So 
thank you and I hope you enjoy this episode. So moving on to the main reason for this episode, I mean the reason why you're probably all here, myths and expectations about adulting and what you wish you knew about adulting when you were growing up. I'm going to start with probably my favourite response on the question box and by the way you were all such a vibe, I love that you were so into this and you clearly are passionate about this topic, like let me just tell you that much I wasn't expecting this level of response you guys are clearly triggered by adulting it's really funny um so the first one you don't have to have your life together at 25 oh girl preach I seriously resonate with this I think when you place that pressure on having to have your shit together by your mid-20s and putting it into perspective that actually that's still super young to even know what you want to be doing with your life and the rest of your life is, yeah, a serious amount of pressure that you just don't really need. And oh, I'm not being funny. I don't even know what I want for dinner, let alone what my five or 10 year plan is. I don't even know where I'll be next year. So this is a really important place to start because if you are listening to this and you are so confused about the direction that you want to go in, don't stress because the likelihood is that you're going to change your mind a lot and that's okay. But also on the flip side, if you do know what you're doing, own that and don't question it. And if you get to the point where actually that expectation for what you want to do with your life doesn't, the reality doesn't match the expectation, again, don't stress because it really really doesn't matter in perspective we're actually super young um in your mid-20s even your early 20s even your late 20s there's still so much time and for some reason when you're growing up there's a lot of uh pressure to make you feel like you need to know what you're doing you know even teachers will ask you what you want to do when you're at school you'd have to think about uni and why you're applying for a particular course and what that's gonna what career that's gonna get you into etc and sometimes parents can also add to that because they're always asking you well what do you want to do like what's your plan and that is oh that question what's your plan I don't know Sheila my plan might have been to go to the beach and swig a couple of cocktails but clearly you have an unsolicited opinion that you would like to share with the team just leave me alone is the answer to that question. So yeah, you don't need to have your life figured out at 25. Take a chill pill, breathe, and go and make yourself a cocktail. Maybe a Negroni, Spagliato, with Prosecco in it. So the next response, and I absolutely love this one, you get happier the less you care about other people's opinions of you. Oh my God, yes. I could not agree more with this. Like, I am nodding so hard, like I look like a bobblehead at this point. It's so true. We go through worrying so much about what people think about us and how that's going to influence our actions and what we wear and how we speak and how we act and what we do. Oh my God, exhausting. Make it stop. I think even just thinking about it makes me feel like I've just run a mile. It's just a lot to put on yourself. And the likelihood is that everybody's so preoccupied with themselves that they're actually not even thinking about you and what you're doing. And if they are judging you, that's on them. Like... Every judgment is a reflection, it's a projection. So if people are sitting there and they have the time to judge, then they are just not the kind of people that you even want to really surround yourself with. What matters is how you feel about yourself. And 
I honestly believe that working on you is the best thing that you can do for yourself because you are not going to be the same person today that you will be in five years and you're probably not the same person now that you were five years ago which is good like hopefully in a positive way you have grown and if you have turned into a child again maybe you might need to work on yourself a bit I'm not a therapist but I would just reevaluate the situation um and I also think that happiness is kind of a concept that we all feel is unattainable but it's true that the less you think about other people's opinions and what they're thinking about you the more content and carefree you will be I think this response is something that we're all going to relate to and if you grew up in a very academic background I'm sure this is something that's just going to absolutely tickle your pickle So someone said, how do you avoid letting society make your decision for you, e.g. success, qualifications? I do think there is a lot of emphasis placed on qualifications. Like I remember when I was at school, there was pressure to get A's and B's. And if you didn't get that, you were seen as a bit of a failure. And also, I think a lot of people, especially in the UK, were put into sets. So you were like set one meant you were really really good at a subject like maths or English and then you had like set five which meant that you're at the bottom now that immediately sets a precedent and it's quite an elitist view of the world because you're already thinking okay there are people that are better than me academically are they better at me in general or is it just because they possess a certain skill that they can wield more than I can and when you start to play that comparison game, especially from such an early setting within school and throughout uni and also in the job setting, like, you know, you're always wanting a promotion, like a title can sometimes um, represent you. I remember, it just sounds so bad, but I remember at school, teachers specifically would say, you guys want to work hard, you want to get your A's and B's and you want to go to uni and get a degree. You don't want to end up working in McDonald's. That is just so toxic. Like growing up with that kind of narrative is just so shit because firstly, let's not put down hospitality. That is one of the hardest, most difficult jobs you can ever do. And you need you need a whole criteria of skills to even hold down a job like that in terms of any waiter, waitressing jobs, working in fast food chains, being a barista at a coffee shop. That These are honestly such hard jobs that we really shouldn't overlook and also saying oh you don't want to end up working in a place like that what if someone actually does want to work in a in a setting like mcdonald's or they want to open up their own cafe why are we putting people down because that actually could be someone's dream and as soon as you start to have that judgment so whether someone's getting a's and b's and firsts at university and their title whether they're like like a finance manager or you know the content marketing manager versus the manager in mcdonald's it's like well what does it really matter because you are not a title like you aren't the the qualifications that you get you aren't the grades that you receive you're not the title and you're not the salary that doesn't define who you are it adds to it maybe and it's an aspect of you but that doesn't mean you have to be that person that doesn't make you who you are today so I honestly think when it comes to society's 
expectations about what they think success is reevaluate what you think success is to you because I can guarantee that it's probably not going to be the same and there are probably things that you're doing which are actually making you more successful um even when it comes to for example starting your own business or like a freelance setting there really aren't any rules and you're kind of making things up as you go along and it really feels quite freaky because you're used to kind of this nine to five concept and that's what productivity is but when you're working for yourself you have to entertain that discipline and you have to set your own rules and what works for you and it's so hard to kind of come out of that um, capitalist hustle culture mentality so when it comes to the job that you have and the qualifications that you got at school, at uni, at college, whatever it is, just remember that's not a reflection of who you are and it really is quite arbitrary. So maybe we should define um, happiness or as the main goal or like contentment as the main goal because, yeah, success is subjective this next response is so funny I couldn't not share it (laughs) so this person said boilers are really confusing I feel your pain hun I get it um it sounds quite traumatizing for you but it's also very relatable whenever it comes to anything maintenance related in my house whether that be I don't know bleeding radiators or boilers or checking like water pressure mm -mm, no I'm I'm out I mentally tap out you can't even educate me on it I will not listen because I just find it one of those things where I just have no interest in it but that also makes me so it infuriates me at the same time because I then have to rely on people to help me on how to do something and I shit you not there is no amount of research online that will help me understand how to do it but I will firmly leave that in the hands of a professional and I would honestly rather pay someone than do it myself which I know is the worst attitude but things like that for me are stress so why would I put myself under that stress I'm just gonna be me GC style do you know what I mean okay this next response I feel is gonna again be super super relatable how do I meet people when I don't go to school or uni oh tricky I think my advice would be that you do just need to get yourself out there I feel like it's the same as dating like any sort of relationship whether that's friendly platonically or romantically you do need to find a fun setting where you can find these people that kind of match your energy or have similar interests to you. So I would say maybe go out to a club or start a club or something or if there's like a class that you want to go to where you know there's going to be a few people around um, so they'll obviously be sharing the same interests like maybe it's like an art class or like a fitness class then you're likely going to meet people that you can kind of connect with um, I do know I think one of my friends actually used this They're, they used Bumble specifically to find friends um, and it worked out really well and they actually moved in with them eventually like when they were at uni like they became housemates so that's also another option I feel like use the apps and the technology that we have now to find friends um, again you can kind of tailor that person to someone that they're going to like match the energy match your vibe have similar interests that's super important also I would say 
if you're quite active on like social media platforms, use that as an opportunity to network because the likelihood is that so many people are going to be in a similar position. And if you open up about how you're feeling, um, then you can maybe connect with someone else virtually. Um, and who knows, maybe you'll be able to meet up with them. Like even if they're based quite far away from you, geographically you can still meet up or like schedule video calls and having a long distance friend I feel like is quite fun because then you guys get to go and explore you get to go traveling together you get to like get out of your comfort zone and I think in a nutshell that's really what you have to do when you want to meet new people um just get yourself out of your comfort zone even if it's a case of like going to your local coffee shop every other day and having a chat with people like you never know who's going to walk in but it is like you won't find friends if you're just sat at home watching Netflix unfortunately I wish it were that easy but there's so many there's there's just a lot of opportunity out there and I think we're just forgetting that like you can meet someone on a train and I know that just sounds really cliche but the amount of friends that I've met just from kind of saying hi like in the gym and paying them a compliment and just having a chat off the back of that and then getting their number literally works the same like you would do the same if you were on a night out and you were like trying to date someone or you were flirting with someone so just treat it as the same concept and it's not I wouldn't even say like you have to have so much confidence to do it you just kind of have to back yourself to be like at the end of the day I want a friend I'm no worse off if that person doesn't want to be my friend but at least I tried but the pro of that of you just getting out there of trying and like you know paying that person a compliment or striking up a conversation nine times out of ten that's going to work out for the best and then you've got a friend (laughs) this is another funny one um this person said i always thought my mum was nagging about me tidying up after myself until i owned a home people being untidy is so annoying (laughs) oh my god again i can really relate to this i hate mess and I always, when I was growing up, if my mum told me to clean up my room or if, my, if she said, oh, you know, we've got guests coming over, like make your room tidy. I was like, why are they going to be having a tea party in my room? Um, what's the point? And I used to get so annoyed, like even if it was messy and I could like, there were like, I don't know, wrappers or like makeup wipes lying around. I was like, it's my room, leave me alone. But also on the flip, it's like if I was about to do it and then someone would say, oh, you should tidy your room out of just pure stubbornness I'd be like no I'm not doing it now because you told me to do it and you're going to think that I wasn't capable of doing it myself (laughs) just so annoying but yeah I think having that uh discipline and responsibility knowing that you do need to like tidy up for yourself all the time it does become more prominent when you have your own space and it's like when you do the hoovering or something and then someone comes in and they've just like tracked mud through the on the floor and you're like what the hell I just spent like an hour of my life cleaning this house and you've just shat all over it yeah big big relate at uni as well I think it was um me and one other um housemate who would always end up doing the cleaning and we were like a house of four or five and we didn't really have like a schedule or anything to like clean so we'd just kind of I don't know take the initiative to do it (laughs) one day I spent like the whole afternoon cleaning this was productive procrastination at its finest to be fair because I really didn't want to do any work and I think I was like on the verge of a breakdown classic but I just thought I'll just clean the bathroom over the house clean the floors clean the kitchen so many crumbs everywhere like I think that's the worst and when you have a dishwasher why 
would you not put that straight in the dishwasher? Why are you letting it go crusty? What is wrong with you? Put it straight in the dishwasher. Like, get it bish bash bosh done. Why are you leaving it there for someone else to clean up after you? It's not that hard. Like, it takes two seconds out of your life. Can you tell that I'm getting quite aggy just thinking about it? Yeah, going back to when I was cleaning the the house at uni, I remember like my other housemate then walked in and she was just watching me clean. And I was like, are you not going to pick up a mop or a J cloth and help me? And she just like sat there and spoke to me for ages. Also tracked through in her shoes. And like I said, I just spent a while mopping the floor. Oh, yeah. I feel like some people just don't get it. And also it's like when you do own a property, that's just a completely different ball game. I also think that's the same when, you know, like when your parents buy stuff and they're like super expensive, like say they've gone to like M&S or they've got the brand Heinz ketchup, do you know what I mean? And then when you go shopping and you're like, I'm just going to get the Aldi version and I know it's going to taste like absolute crap, but it's fine because I'm saving my money. Yeah. And then when you go to your parents' house, <laughs> your family home anything's game you're like squeezing ketchup like it may as well be soup at this point and you're just like lathering on soap all over your body in the shower like you're going through basically bottles of it in like one session but then when it's you you're being like so stingy like Scrooge in the corner just like measuring a pea size amount for like toothpaste oh my gosh yeah I think honestly growing up and understanding that you are responsible for like your resources and like your space and the tidying and people not putting in that same level of effort and energy Ugh, big fat no this is the second to last response and it's something again that I think a lot of us just wish we were taught at school when we were younger this person said how to manage finances like tax credit cards etc Okay, firstly, I am the wrong person to ask. And if you're listening to this, I'm not a solicitor. I'm not an accountant. I need one myself. But I can just share tips on what I've done and what has worked for me in the past. And if anyone else has anything they want to add, then please share this on the Instagram page, Confidently Anxious. So like even when I was younger, I was always quite good at like saving. But when I went to work and I would get my monthly salary, I would put a third away into a savings account um, and I was super strict about it. So I know that there's a reason why you should be saving. And for me, I was like, well, it's just good to have that money in the bank so that it's mine. And if I want to buy a house or if I want to go traveling, then it's there. Um, I don't really know what I want to do with it at the moment. But yeah, I just put a third of my of my salary away into a savings account, which also earns interest. Now, when it comes to credit and loans and things like that, not the best person to ask because I was always really put off the idea of credit cards. I think because they're like, you just hear like such horror stories and people being in debt and things like that. And my parents would always have people to say like, you really don't need a credit card unless it's absolutely necessary. Um, So I never really had the awareness of like the importance for a credit card but actually it's quite it is important when you go to get a mortgage and stuff like that which I'm now finding out you know 26 years into my life so it would have been great to have known about six years ago because we would have been further ahead but it's chill it's cool we're learning about it now can't take back the past so it's good to just have proof that you can give that you that you have like a high credit score 
there are actually other ways you can do that if you haven't had a credit card. Um, if you've ever taken out a monthly contract for a phone, for example, and you've paid that back in full, um, that increases your credit score rate, which is really good. Um, I also think when it comes to tax, hmm, tricky. So I think if you're employed, then you pay up to 12.5% for your salary. But if you're self-employed, it's I think it's 20%. Um, Monzo. Monzo is a lifesaver, not sponsored. I seriously just think that they are one of the best banking systems in the world. So you can set a limit on how much you want to spend, for example, for the month, but also you can put away a certain amount for tax. So if it's not done automatically for you, then you it just takes out that sum and then you just forget about it. And then that just goes straight to HMRC whenever you need to submit your self-assessment form. Um, and in also in general, like it has little pots where you can put a certain amount of money into each pot and you can't touch it like you can freeze it. So even if you're tempted to take a little bit back and be like, oh, but I just want to treat myself like you can't. Um, that just teaches you like, yeah, a lot about it's kind of like discipline and managing your money better. So highly recommend signing up with a monzo account they do a business version and a personal account so if you haven't if you're not already on that seriously do it because also when you go traveling oh again with monzo you don't need to like take any money out unless maybe it's like a a cash-based country but even then you can like just tap your card and the currency will change automatically without like a huge fat increase fee so yeah they are my top tips of finances but i feel like i could do a whole podcast with someone else on that who actually kind of knows what they're doing and I think again when it comes back to if you're managing that yourself and you don't really know how to do it like we said with the boiler people and contractors hire a professional it is that it's the reason why they're here it's the reason why they do their degrees and why they become accountants there are people out there that can do this for you okay you don't have to sit there with an excel spreadsheet trying to track everything someone else can do that as long as you're doing like the bare minimum and you know making sure that you're not overspending and you're not in debt just by doing those simple things like putting a certain amount aside for savings and watching your spending so like you know go to you don't have to like buy stuff on full price like look at the discounts tk max for example oh my god amazing finds there high quality stuff some of the stuff is designer if that's something that you like but all in like actually you can get stuff like 50% plus off so that's just a great way to kind of yeah save your hard-earned money and put it into something else like traveling or starting a business or buying yourself some nice stuff you know like saving for a mortgage stuff like that you know just think ahead and just be careful with your money but don't be stingy like you 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 need to enjoy yourself as well um they are my top tips i could probably talk about that for ages but i hope that helps okay so this is the final response that my aunt actually was telling me about today while we were at lunch and she is in her 60s so she's she's going through life she has a lot of life experience she's someone I look up to a lot and I think she's actually super strong um and she was saying you don't have to do everything everyone else is doing she's like 
you were all herded in a one-way direction as if we all need to follow the same path like by x age we need to have moved out and then we need to get married and then we need to have kids and then we need to build our careers and then we can retire and she said that mentality doesn't work for everyone and it's okay if you don't want to do that too like as if you're walking on a treadmill and all going at the same pace in the same direction that's not life because everyone's different everyone's unique we will have our own preferences and how we want to go about our day-to-day life our futures like some people want to go traveling for a year or more some people want to you know progress in their career and climb the ladder some people love a nine-to-five office job some people hate it and the more that we like judge people less and just focus on ourselves and what we want to do and less on what everybody else is doing what we think is right the happier we'll likely be I feel like that's a really sweet spot to just end this podcast and I hope that these responses and the things that we're talking about today help you understand that if you're feeling like you haven't got your shit together or you don't understand things like finances and things you wish you'd been taught that at school rather than friggin' Pythagoras theorem. I think we're all in the same boat and listening to podcasts like this and I don't know, finding videos on TikTok or like just talking about it with your friends actually opens up that space for you to start learning about it because it's never too late to learn. And just because you didn't know it five years ago doesn't mean there's you can't like teach an old dog new tricks type thing you have that time and the capacity to start understanding things now and you know what if you think about it maybe it's a saving grace that we didn't really know about taxes when you were 20 because if you had known about that would maybe it would have overwhelmed you like you already feel overwhelmed now but imagine being 20 like you're basically still a fetus let's be honest you you, you're still super young And that's always a really important thing to remember that there's still time, you are still young, there's a lot that you're going to go through. Um, As we said in the first episode, you're going to be making mistakes, you're going to be growing, you're going to be learning. And just use that as an opportunity to basically just stumble through life and just accept that that's probably how it's going to be because I'm sure that there are people who are listening that are in their like 30s, 40s, 50s also looking back thinking, God, I still don't know half the shit that I'm meant to. And things are always constantly evolving and changing as well. And that's something to consider. So that's where we're going to end. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please share it with people that you think would find it interesting. And any feedback, positive or negative, I want to know. I want to know what you thought about this episode. I want to know if it vibed with you, if it resonated. Next week, I'm actually going to be sitting down with my sister and we're going to be talking about how it was kind of like growing up together, um, the how different we are um, as like people, even though we've grown up in the same household. And we're going to be sharing some kind of funny anecdotes about life. So tune in for that one next week. And I hope you all have a fantastic weekend and a week ahead. Bye. Thank you.